Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. I do pretty well on the whole fantasy football slash pick weeks. And this week was one of those. Got to say. So I won both my pick weeks. Congratulations. I did pretty well on the fantasy weeks. Well, not really. I went one and two. But winning the pick weeks is actually better for a week. And the reasoning is that you get money based on the pick weeks, even if you win just a week. So... $140 to yours truly based on one week of pickums. 13 against the spread in one league, 12 against the spread in another league. And this is where I get into trouble, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, welcome back to the show, everybody. Seth and Sean Sports Radio here, blogtalkradio.com, in our final presentation on Blog Talk Radio. And Seth will be joining us momentarily. So this is where I get into trouble because when I get 12 and I get 13 right, and in Seth and my league, I think we got we went 10 and 6, then people expect me to start betting on like weekly, bet like individual games, do the pick them, not even pick them leagues, but do like the money line and then do the, I don't even know what gambling words they are, but when you build one on top of the other. I think this is why I don't know what the gambling terms are. Because I know a long time ago, and Seth, you can vouch this, I have a very addictive personality. I've heard rumors of that. Yeah. Could you imagine if I started betting on a weekly basis? Like, they would just be – I I don't think I'd have a bank account. But, I mean, I think I do well – I do really well some weeks, and then I just blow it the week after. The problem we both have is we think we're knowledgeable, and that's the worst way you can kind of gamble, is thinking that you really know more than Vegas. And, you know, I, I, now I am, I'm, you probably agree, I really have an addictive personality. I don't think you would. I would. Um, I mean, you know me better than most. So, um, I wouldn't have that problem. I just, to me, it, the fun. The fun is the fun is the fun. I don't have the, it, to be perfectly honest. Well, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. waiting for the fun. The fun is what? I said to me, the fun, it would take away from the fun for the most part. If I'm starting to gamble every week and gamble or do DraftKings and gamble, you know, twice a week and stuff like that, 
Like then it just becomes more of a nuisance than anything else, as opposed to five fantasy leagues, which could never be a nuisance, of course. <laughs> well, I could see that, and and you know the funny thing is, I get really excited when I pick the games on Wednesday or Thursday, and then I don't check them again until Sunday, and I'm surprised at how well I'm doing. And I'm not sure that that would happen if I was gambling on a weekly or daily basis with actual money. I think I'd be, I'd be paying far more attention to the individual games than I do today. I mean, the only reason I pay attention to any of the games is because we have fantasy players, right? I mean, the only reason I watched last night's game to start was because of Darren Waller. And then I was like, oh... And then I looked at the, and then I looked at the lead. So I got to like halftime and realized that there was no way that we were going to lose, and really there was no way we were right. going to lose anyway. But I got to halftime and I went looking at my pickup leagues and I'm like, oh, well if the Raiders cover the five and a half, I win both leagues. Like I was surprised. So I was like, oh, I guess I got to watch the rest of the game. But I wasn't nervous, you, right? And you, you, you stayed up. I did Look the whole you. game. I stayed up for the whole game. At 11.30. I like these games. I, I got to tell you, the half hour, when they made that switch right after Hurricane Katrina, and they went from 9 o'clock to 8.30, and with no oh, fans yeah. in the stands, well, with no fans in the stands, and the, the change in the way that they do uh, advertising, which is like those 30-second spots that happened last year, right? The in-game spots. Sure. Where you in-game spots, of course. They, they, they cut the game by a half hour. I mean, you and I remember staying up till 12, 12, 15 for some of these Monday Night Football games. In the last year, I don't remember those games going to midnight. That half hour is tremendous. I, I love it. So, so, I did not yeah. – I did not watch most of last night's game simply because I had the rare occasion on Sunday where I watched one o'clock, four o'clock and eight o'clock. And wow. that does not happen very often or ever. So we started watching Cobra Kai. So I would, I, again, I also had no, all of my fantasy and I went four and one this week. All of my fantasy leagues were all, were all decided for the most part anyway. Although I did end up becoming one of them, he had Kamara and Waller. So it ended up becoming a little bit more dangerously close than I would have anticipated. Um, but for all intents and purposes, I was either up 50, 60, 70, or I was down 30, and I wasn't coming back. So I didn't feel a great. It was a game, I, I, I followed it a little bit. I watched a little bit on my computer. God bless YouTube TV. So I can watch with my wife whatever the hell she wants me to watch, which is typically something I don't want to watch, and I watch what I want on my computer. So I, I saw a little bit of it, but I, 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 I was good not having it, and I'll watch. I was good not having it, and then I'll be good come Saturday when SEC football comes back. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the way that football has done things – Surprises me, right? I definitely did not think that football was going to work. I did not think baseball was going to work. I did have confidence in basketball and hockey, 
because of the bubble situation. But I think the more testing that's available, the better, obviously, unlike our president, who believes more testing is bad for some reason. <laughs> but more, more testing. Don't tell better. your friends that, buddy. And it also comes into play when people are honest with the testing, right? So Mike Norville could have very easily said, you know, Mike Norville is the head coach of Florida State, and he was uh, – he contracted the corona, COVID virus. And he said, you know what, I got it, and I got to sequester myself, and he's done that. And it's going to take those types of things going forward. And quite frankly, college football could have really been canceled for the ACC, and I would have been a whole lot happier given the way that Syracuse oh, played. But, I was going to say, that's just, that's just based on your team. But Notre Dame, I don't know if you saw Notre Dame is canceled for Saturday. I did. I did. Seven, and there are yeah, going seven to players be contracts. Yeah, there, there are going to be these types of instances. There's no way around it. There are going to be postponements, and the goal, from my understanding, is that they have built in – uh, because they're going to conference only or conference only plus one, there are dates that are open for rescheduling. And, but I got to tell you, Seth, I, I'm not altogether happy with what the Big Ten did. And maybe, look, I thought the Big Ten was at the forefront of all this. Them canceling showed some major cojones. And but at the same time, showed me that they cared more about the students than they did about the money. And then they backed. <laughs> and now supposedly we have football starting. I think it's what October twenty fourth in the Big third, Ten. Third week of third week of October. Yeah, I, I look. I know Maryland's in the Big Ten. I know you're looking forward to seeing Maryland play some football, but. In my heart of hearts, this, I didn't think anybody should be playing college football this have you, year. First of, all, first of all, have you have you watched Maryland football over the last five years? Do you think anyone really gets that excited about Maryland football? I think you get excited that your team is on TV. Whether or not they are playing well is, is a different story. They're much the same way as I get excited when I see Syracuse on TV until I watch them for about ten minutes. <laughs> then I don't get excited anymore. But um, I, I'm not sure if I'm in agreement with it. In fact, I hate it. It doesn't matter. Well, would you have hated it if they started playing in the beginning of September? Yes. Well, wait, wait, wait. If they backtracked or whether the No, if no. They, if they, played, so they, if they said, played when everyone else started. No. I wouldn't have hated it. I, w- I would have said it's wrong. I would have said the same thing I did with the ACC, the same thing I said with the, with the SEC. I was like, it's wrong. If you can't have college kids on campus going to class, you shouldn't be having football players play. My opinion. Completely my opinion. And my opinion is just that. My opinion. But when you make a stance and you say on August 6th, which I believe is the date that the Big Ten said this, we are not playing football until the, in the fall because of health concerns 
and then you do an about-face because of political pressure, that's my problem. Well, I think that's nice in theory. But when you have the President of the United States breathing down your throat, you have parents who are threatening to sue, you have players who are protesting in order to play. And one of the rationales given was the myocarditis, I think it was called, that the Penn State players supposedly had, and then we found out that they didn't have. Or There were a lot of mitigating circumstances on this one. Um, look, I agree with you. They all probably shouldn't be playing. You know, the NFL and, the, like, all the professional sports, it's one thing. You are, for the most part, yes, you're in a bubble, or you are literally going to work and going home, similar to what I do. So the chances of, of picking it up are limited. In the college world, I mean, they're, you know, we've seen the, the pictures of all the parties that are going on right now. So it's inevitable that people are going to catch it. You know, there's no right or wrong. I agree with you. It probably shouldn't have happened. It probably But the problem is the NCAA has so... You know, this, look, this isn't an NCAA division, decision. This is all conference by conference. And, you know, Warren... You know, Kevin... I think it was Kevin Warren. I, I forget the first name. I think it's Kevin Warren. Yep. Kevin Warren. literally three months... In, three months into being the Big Ten commissioner is dealing with this. It's an enormous amount of pressure put on you. And when suddenly you have 11 of the, I mean, look, they needed, I think it was 11 out of 14 presidents of the, of the universities to, to be in favor of it. And I believe that's what they got. Um, it's a really hard. He, he, it's, you know, it's kind of a powerless situation on his end because he's not the one. He can't overrule. You know, this isn't even a, a simple majority. This is seventy-five percent, I think, um, voting to have the season. So who are you getting yeah. mad at? Are you getting mad at the president of the university who needs to bring in money? Are you getting mad at the commissioner who? Has you know is kind of a figurehead in this regard. You're mad at the players because they're the one. You know, who are you going to be mad at? If you're asking, I'm asking who are you going to be mad at? So who am I mad? Who am I mad at? So I am mad at. First of all, it wasn't only the endocarnitis that told people that they were. That that was a factor, but certainly not the only factor. As I said, it was a factor. Right? No, it was a factor. It was a fact. It was a fact. Okay. How do you, as you, the people that are mad out of the university presence, that's who I'm mad at. How do you, and, and I'm mad at all university presidents that are of teams that are playing football. Not just, not just the Big Ten. Big Ten's the only one that flip flopped. But the I'm Pac-10 Pac will. The Pac-10 will. Well, they probably will at this point, but I'm saying, as of today, they are the only ones that did. And 
I'm mad at the president because how do you tell parents, and I get that the football parents wanted kids to play football. I get it. So once again, once again, and I say this because I was not an athlete through high school or elementary school or even middle school. Once again, you get the athletes having different rules than the rest of the world. And that, to me, is a game that is played in high school. It's a game that's played in elementary school. And you are not showing that you are any bigger than the popular versus the non-popular. And maybe that's just me being the non-popular my whole life, and that's okay. (laughs) But, look, when the – Look, you and I have had this discussion where in business all-stars get different privileges, right? We've had this discussion. They have different rules. I get it. You know I am not a fan of that and never have been. Everybody should play by the same damn freaking rules. And I know that's naive. You called me that yesterday with regards to politics. And that's okay because at the end of the day, I am an idealist. I want things to be fair. And quite frankly, things in the world are not fair. They're just not inherently fair as much as I want them to be. This was the first time that I saw people that said, you know what, I'm putting health above sports, above the popular. And it made me feel so damn good that somebody did that. And then to flip-flop on it, made it just look, you didn't go down, it's not you're at 50 anymore where you were at 100, you basically went in my mind to zero. While you had the Kuyans before, you basically catered to everybody else now. And you crumbled. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's, as he said, you're an idealist. That's great in theory. The practicality was that number one, other schools, like from the SEC, and the Big 12, we're going to start poaching these players. This is a fact. This is not an opinion. So, you are, and yes, life is not fair. And the money that they get from the, sorry, um, the money that they get from the, look, you're not going to get, you're not going to get gate revenues this year. That's obvious. But they're not like every other student. There is a financial reward you get, the colleges get for having these, for having these games, for be, having a package with the ESPN, for having a package for the Big Ten, and it's nice to for, that in theory you're okay foregoing fifty, sixty, seventy million dollars. But without these games happening, and that money is not there, who is that hurting? It's hurting the universities. But it, hold on, but is it? Hold on, but is it? So the university will claim that the football department basically pays for all other sports, right? That's, that's, that's generally that's the way the it normal works, right? Yes. Football and basketball pay for every other sport. Seth, are any other sports being played? I honestly so don't know. Your pro- so, no, they're I, not. I don't, I don't, I don't that's know. That's what I'm... I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. No, I, don't, I thought soccer. I actually thought soccer was being played. But I could be wrong. 
Um, I don't think. Uh, um, I don't know. If you're not, I, making, I don't have any. If you're not making. If you're not making money, I guarantee you're not playing college sports right now. Because the risk versus reward is that have closed. You already have schools like University of Minnesota that have closed six or seven or eight of their sports permanently due to this. You think this is going to be a one-off? I mean, you think football? Not, you think you think football is going to save it? I think they they were they were they were not going to go away without it before this. No, but they're still going away with it. But hold on, but they're still going away with it. Well, but they're going away. They've already made the decision before the flip. Anticipating that the that there was not going to be a flip. So let's see. What? I said anticipating there wasn't going to be a flip. And because, right. so yes, you're getting TV revenues, but you're still not getting gate revenues, which is going to hamper. And you just said no yeah. one goes no, – the, the, the revenues – there are no revenues for any sport other than really football and basketball. Never Correct. have been, never will be. Correct. So there's going to be no basketball revenues this year from a, again, gate perspective. And we're still figuring out the dynamics of how college basketball is going to be played because I haven't figured it out yet. Um, but it does look like all teams are going to, you know, it does look like everyone's going to be back for basketball. Do you agree? Yeah, that's what's been said, at least conference-wise, yes. Yes. So you have no gate revenues for football, supposedly. You have no gate revenues for basketball, Supposedly, because even if it comes back, there's probably not going to be fans in the stadium. If you don't play these games, where exactly is your how exactly is your athletic department or being found being funded? But you, know, you can't get seventy million dollars in a year. But what expense? Okay, so so I get your point, but there's no income coming in. Where are the expenses going out? You are if you're not playing football, okay. If you're not playing football, and you're not playing basketball, and you're not playing soccer, and you're not playing field hockey, and you're not playing any of these sports. Right. Where are the expenses the expense? going out? Yeah. You're still paying. Are you still paying coaches' salaries? Ask the University of Utah. No. Hold on, hold on. Ask the University of Utah. They're not. They furloughed their entire athletic department. No. And how many not. other schools are doing that? I don't know. I, I get your I, I, I get I get your point, but why is so so we're back to economics over health, right? Yes. That's basically what this is coming down to, is economics over health. So Yeah, I'm not saying we're right. I'm saying that's but it's not an unreasonable justification. If there are tests being done every day or whatever, if there's a certain certain criteria that is being held to. And yeah. look, this is this is, this jumps into the political arena where I'm not as or I disagree with it. Because there aren't 
protocols that are realistically held up in a lot of ways. They can't be. But in the sports arena, look, is it right? Probably not. But you're asking me why they're doing this? This is why they're doing this. No, I, I don't think I'm asking you why they're doing it. I mean, look, I can count the zeros the same way you, you do, right? I mean, no, I'm it better, I'm better at it than you are. Okay, fair enough. It doesn't, no, I can count the amount of zeros. You can do the math, but I can count zeros just as well as you can. The fact that I can do this, the simple arithmetic, but the fact is, I'm not asking you why. We all know the answer why. I guess I'm just disappointed in the Big Ten. The Big Ten and that's I, perfectly I, valid. That's perfectly they, they, valid. They, they hold themselves to a higher standard and always have. Always. Always yep. have. And I was so how do I say this? Proud? I don't know if proud's the right word because I, I, don't, I, I don't know how I get. I don't know how I could become proud of somebody that I don't know or I don't, or I'm not involved in. Uh, I was I I was so envious. Envious is a good word. That my school wouldn't of them because my school wouldn't do the same. Yeah, I think that's the word. I was envious that somebody that you could look up to that school to Michigan to Minnesota to Ohio State even Ohio State who who probably has national championship aspirations and still said we will do with whatever the Big Ten says that we will do. And they were one of those three schools that didn't want this, right? They, them, Nebraska, and I can't remember the other school. I think it was I mean, Iowa. It had, it had to be another school that was going to the national championship, in, in my estimation, like Nebraska last year. But... <laughs> But the fact remains, okay, or Iowa. But the fact remains, I was envious that those schools had the gall, had the kuyans, had the brass balls to stand up to the establishment and say, this is not safe. And the whole flip-flop, which, damn, this this world is a flip-flop to begin with. Maybe I'm just sick of flip-flops. I'm just sick of, of, of somebody saying one thing and then going down the path of something else. And that I has, think you ladies and, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I could be speaking of the Supreme Court. I could be speaking of the presidency. I could be speaking of anything. I could be speaking of the, the place that I do business or the salespeople that I work with. This is not a political conversation. I don't like people that give their word and then go and do something else. That is that has nothing to do with anything that's going on in the world right now. That is a personal opinion. That is not anything political. Please don't take it that It's good to see after, what is it, 10, 12 years of friendship, that there's still very little gray with Sean Hawkins. In some ways, you're absolutely right. Your word? Look, I am the Jerry Maguire of of your your word is as strong as oath. I believe what you tell me that you're going to do. I do. And unless there is some godforsaken reason that you're going to change it, which in this in my opinion this there was nothing here, then you shouldn't be changing your word. And 
here we are. So, yeah, they changed the word. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Okay, and here we are, right? And Big Ten starts on October 24th, and I am hoping beyond hope that we do not have a breakout in college football because that Uh, will... (laughs) Also, to be fair, the region we're talking about in the Big Ten is not... You have not had the massive hit that you had in the Pac-10. You don't, and you did really. If there was an AC, kind of in the ACC, the you know the Florida down there, the Midwest hasn't been hit as hard by this. So there's a little yep. bit. Of, I think that's part of it as well. Um, but I understand your point. I live in a gray world. I don't expect people to stay up. You know, I don't expect much from people. And typically, that is the way people have lived up. That, that's usually the, way, the, expect, the expectation. The reality is, hit the expectation. And um, I, yeah, to me, I'm not really happy or disappointed. I, I don't think about it in things like that, in terms in black or white, I guess. I just see it as, okay, they change, you know, just because a flip-flop and a change your mind, you know, or just because I change my mind on something doesn't mean I flip-flop it. doesn't mean, like, there's a negative connotation. Sometimes when you have better, like, when you have better advice on things, you have a more learned decision and you can change your mind. That's okay. Yes. Yes, I agree with that. And for you uh, to completely. think lower of that because of that is, there, is not a reflection on the person who's changing their mind, Sean. No, and I agree with that too. But in this case, I don't see where the change was made. I don't see where – look, if, you're, if you say I'm going to go down this street and then all of a sudden there's a roadblock there, well, you have a pretty good damn reason not to go down that street, right? You go down another street. There is an impingement. There is a, a, a blocking. There is a damn good reason to change. I have yet to see a damn good reason for the Big Ten to change. And more importantly, I haven't seen a damn good reason why you go against science or go against medical or, or why you have different rules. Have you seen and this country? I have, and that's why I'm saying this is not a political conversation. It's not. To me, this is not. This is a personal conversation. I'm not bringing up the country. I'm not bringing up politics. I'm bringing up me. And I just don't see it. And I don't care what your influence is. Make your own decision. And, look, I get it. You got 11 presidents that that, that changed their mind. Okay. Science still isn't there. And until science, maybe the testing proves me wrong. Like I said, I am happy that I was wrong, that baseball, can, that baseball kept going. I was happy, even though I think baseball. it's a complete and utter, complete and utter total is farce of the season. Is baseball still going? It is, but it's a complete and total utter farce of a season. So it's still going in the background. It's 60 games. There'll be 16 playoff teams out of the 30. 
which is ridiculous. Does anyone care about baseball right now? Well, I get to your point. You know who cares? The baseball teams, because they're getting revenue from the TV yep. contracts. So yeah, people care. I'm just not one of them. I'll pick it up again in the. In, I, I will. I, I would be hesitant to say I will watch the World Series this year. You don't watch and the that World would be, Series, dude. I'm not sure. Think you're kidding. Could do you want to know how many? Can you guess how many baseball games I've watched this year so far? I I know it's a lot. It would be a lot easier for me to guess a number if the Mets were anywhere near the playoff hunt. Okay. Well, Are the Mets anywhere near the playoff hunt? I don't know. I haven't watched. Say five or six I'm telling games. you, I have no idea. So how many games do you think I've watched? From beginning to end or just parts of it? Any part? I'd say we're somewhere between five and ten. I have watched two. I watched the first game of the season. I watched the Mets' first game of the season where they blew. <laughs> of course, they blew an eighth, eighth inning lead. And then I was at the bar watching the Islanders, and the Braves came on. And I watched an inning of that game. In, I think it was Braves and Phillies. That's it. So I have not watched – I've watched one game in June or July when they first started. I think it started uh, July 14th, so probably around the middle of July. And I watched one inning of Braves baseball two weeks ago. That's it. So I couldn't tell you if the Mets were near the playoff hunt. I couldn't tell you if Jake DeGrom's going to win another Cy Young going 6-4. and four. <laughs> I mean – I don't know, and I don't care. So for the, so the chances of me watching a World Series, Seth, I'd say they're pretty slim. I really would. I don't buy I'd it. say they're pretty slim. Okay. I don't buy it. And you know what? And if I do watch the World Series, I'll be happy to tell you that I did and say that I was wrong as well. But me being the stubborn ox that I am, I probably will follow don't, through and not watch, watch it just, just You won't watch it just to prove my point. Right, exactly. Or there'll be football on, and I'll watch that. Speaking of which, so we've spent 35 minutes on arguing why there should be college football. And we haven't touched upon the pro football that's gone on in the last couple of weeks or the absolute injury list that came down this past weekend. My Lord, every year there are injuries. Every single year. But I don't remember an injury list like we did this past Sunday. Yeah, not great. Um, you know, do you, I don't know if you saw Cortland Sutton now out for the year. Yep. The torn ACL. Nick so we had, Nick, Nick Nick Bose we, had three torn AC, we had three torn ACLs. Uh, McCaffrey's out four to six weeks. Half of San Francisco's entire lineup is out. And they still beat the Jets by 20. Um, I, is it safe to say that the two worst teams in the NFL are based out of the Meadowlands? Yes. 
So here, here are the injuries that happened this past weekend. Okay. So Cam Akers suffered a rib injury, did not return. Devonta Adams suffered a hamstring injury, did not return. Tyrod Taylor suffered a chest injury before kickoff because he had an allergic reaction to a shot that was put in his groin. I will tell you right now. Is that now, what happened? Yes. I will tell you right Ooh. now, if there was a shot put anywhere near my groin, I wouldn't be playing football anyway. It wouldn't matter whether there That's was an allergic reaction or not. That's they why they are Barkley. tougher than you are. Uh, fine. They're also paid a lot more money. Saquon Barkley tears his ACL. Christian McCaffrey has an ankle injury. He's out for a couple of weeks. Byron Jones exited early with a groin injury. Malik Hooker tore his Achilles. Paris Campbell did not tear his ACL, but did tear his PCL. Nick Bosa tore his ACL. Jimmy Garofalo has a high ankle sprain. Raheem Moser suffered a knee injury, did not come back, and I believe it's an MCL sprain. Drew Locke has a right shoulder injury and will not play for two to four weeks. Cortland Sutton is out for the rest of the year. Wait, we're not even done yet. Tack McKinley suffered a groin injury, gone. Anthony Barr, gone for the whole year. Torn, uh, I think it was a uh, Ooh, I didn't know that. I gone know for that. the rest of the year. Brandon Scherf, knee injury. Frank Clark, illness, probably back. Tavon Young, towards ACL. That all happened, ladies and gentlemen, in week two. <laughs> I mean, there there that are many reasons. Terrible. That is a all. I would say eighty percent of those people that I just listed will not be back this year. Eighty set between seventy and eighty percent. The guys that will be back, Drew Locke will be back in four, two to four weeks. Christian McCaffrey will be back in like four to six, they say. Uh, Tyrod Taylor will obviously come back with the allergic reaction. And Jimmy Garofalo will come back, I believe, in two to four, maybe this week, maybe. And Raheem Mozart, they're not sure. Oh, and Tevin Campbell also tore his MCL. So, Tevin my Campbell? Lord. Isn't, wait, wait, yep. who, wait, Kevin Coleman or Tevin Campbell? Kevin Coleman. Isn't Kevin, Kevin Campbell an 80s, Kevin Campbell's an 80s R&B singer, I thought. Darn it. I can't do names. Kevin Coleman. Kevin Coleman. So, if you're a fantasy league, you can thank Seth and Sean Sports because we did not have one injury this week. Woohoo! Not Woo-hoo! one. And I would like to point out, while we're talking NFL, is it time to start talking about Darren Waller as a keeper for next year? Seems to be. Seems like we almost we got him at have to, we got yeah, five. We got him at four dollars. Four dollars. What's up? Thirty. Didn't we almost? Night. Didn't we almost keep? Didn't we almost keep him the year before? Wasn't it? Were we debating yeah, keeping we him anyway? Have, yeah, but at more than four dollars, I think he was at eight dollars. Oh, or oh no, he would have been. Uh, it would have been four plus five. So yeah, it would have been the same. I think we got him at the same cost that we did last year. But he may be. Look. Oh, and by the way, Greg Kittle's out too. He's supposed to be back this week. George. Well, George Kittle. George Kittle. Jesus. Darn it. George Kittle. 
George Carroll. Oh, I... okay. So anyway, so first week disappoint, first two week disappointments. Jets and Giants, right? True. Are they dis- are they the disappointments? Are you just are you disappointed with your Giants? It's hard to be disappointed when a they're not that talented, and b once again starting running back out for the year, starting wide out out. It's kind of hard to gauge the Jets. I would be disappointed because the Jets, there's no excuse. Wait, but, um, but there's also as as you said in our preview, I'm not disappointed because I had no expectations. How are you disappointed yeah. by no expectations? Fair. I mean, look, I always have hope. Hope, hope won me. Well, you have hope won me two. No, I'm, I'm a Giants fan. Hope won me two no, Super Bowls. I had no business winning. No, but I'm saying you have hope because you have not been a Jets fan. That's where. Right. That's where you. The minute you go down that path, you lose all hope. <laughs> yes, I completely get it. And you know your team is just sad. And yeah, I'm wondering how long Adam Gates keeps his job. And you know the problem that I'm going to have with the Jets the, at more than I have today? The Jets will win five games. They absolutely will win five games. And the reason why they will win five games is because they can't suck enough to have a high enough draft pick. They just got to, like, put that knife into you and just turn it a little bit. Not turn it the whole way where you die, but just turn it a little bit so you suffer. So all Jets fans are just suffering. We can't die. We can't get a die on the vine. Gase will either go five and eleven or six and ten. He might keep his job. He probably will not. And we'll get the seventh pick in the draft again, which doesn't do us any good. No good. Well, you're happy. With, you're happy. Wait, 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 wait. Let's be fair. That kid may be the best player on your team right now. Yes, but I'd like the first. I'd like the second pick in the draft. I don't, or the first pick where I can trade out of it. Now that'll be interesting. Right. If you end up with the first pick, they will trade it. I down to three or four. Yeah, because Lawrence. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, no. This is Joe. This is Joe Douglas's team now. They will. They look. They traded Jamal Adams and got draft capital, right? mm -hmm. If Darnold does, if Darnold does anything good this year, if he looks anything like a quality quarterback, they will not take a quarterback number one overall. They'll trade out of it if they can get anything resembling a good deal. And resembling a good deal does not have to be the the Robert Griffin deal. It could be the Michael Vick deal, which goes from yeah. one to six, pick up a second, a fi- I think it's a first second, a fourth, and then a, the following year. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It'll do I, it. I mean, it, it, would be, it will be interesting. Look, and I think the Giants are the same way. I don't think they would take a quarterback at one. Oh, I think no they, 
is awesome. Because also, let's be fair, if they're the first pick, Gettleman is out. And they will bring in a whole new um, a whole new group to run this draft. Well, there, I mean, there is something Gettleman should be out anyway. Well, there's also something different between Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold. Daniel Jones has one more year on his contract. Yes. Than Darnold. Yes, he does. So they don't have to make that decision right away, which they do for Darnold at the end of this year, whether they want to activate that fifth year option at like eighteen or nineteen million dollars. Which they don't have to do for for Daniel Jones. I was about to call him Danny Dimes, but I have yet to see him throw a, a ball on a dime. So I can't really call him that yet. Um yeah. So so we have that. Um you know what, we, we've, we've talked a lot about the NFL the last couple of weeks. We've talked a lot about college football. We've kind of ignored the NBA. And so right now we have Denver and, and the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers putting up a 2 nothing lead. Denver in a familiar spot, being behind two games. Generally, they're behind 3-1. to one. So we'll see if they win this game, uh, which is tonight. The Lakers have looked uh, they've looked the part, Seth. Anthony Davis has come to play, proving he is one of the top five players in the NBA. And you're saying nothing. Okay. So so Davis has, has definitely shown his star. He has proven uh, giving up all those draft picks and everything else um, has come to fruition. And if anybody is reaping the benefits of this, it is Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel, the embattled coach that is now on the Lakers, from first from the Pacers, and then when he was hired by the Lakers, people were saying, why Frank Vogel? Well, if you saw what he did in the last series against Houston and changed his lineup to play strictly small ball, and no Dwight Howard, and no JaVal McGee, and then switched that completely up, and then plays Howard and McGee in this series against Jokic, you can see what a great coach Vogel has become. I think we lost Seth. Okay, unless he called back in, and I just keep talking, which... My throat's really hurting, so hopefully he called back in. Um, this being our last week on Blog Talk. Oh, he called back in. Okay. Yeah, back on now? Stuff. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we saw We lost you. Sorry. Anyway, or okay. you cut out. So I, I was talking a little bit about the redemption of Frank Vogel. I don't think Vogel really needed a redemption. I I think he did an excellent job in Indiana. Took you know, a team led by Paul George to Game Seven against Cleveland. He went to a nowhere team in Orlando and didn't do much with it. I don't think he needed validation because if LeBron wasn't okay with the pick, he wouldn't have been the coach. So, but he's done so, a wonderful job. You know, he's obviously done a wonderful job in the playoffs this year and. It's easy when, again, you're the best player in the world. And, you know, I I am kind of curious to see how, 
it's a weird year. Um, but I, I would have felt very good about Denver's chances had they defended AD on that last shot. Well, we'll, we'll see. What, I mean, like I said, they're in familiar territory being down two. But I, I, what I was saying Vogel needed redemption was because when he was hired by the Lakers, LeBron or no LeBron, he was not their first choice. He was not no. probably their second choice. And he, the hire was panned. Like, it was not endorsed by the majority of the people. And I think that with his defensive scheme versus Houston, and basically you talk about a guy that flip-flopped. He didn't flip-flop on the way he did anything. He flip-flopped on his defense. I mean, Howard and McGee didn't play at all in the Houston series. And now they are playing phenomenal against Jokic. And even though Jokic had a tremendous game in the last game, they are, they are, so far they are the key to the series, the two of them and AD. AD proving that he is a top five player in the league at this point. Can we put him in there? I wouldn't. No. Um, no? I wouldn't put him there. Well, no. Giannis, Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi, the way that they're playing right now, who else is in there? Well, right now, I, here's the problem. When it was his team, he never got past the first round. He, he got past the first round once in seven years. Correct. Correct. Now that he's the number two, no, albeit a very good number two, but the number he is not the center of attention. He is not. It, it's a lot easier to be the number two than be the number one. So no, I'm not willing to give him a top five. I don't know how you can have a supplemental player be a top five player in the league. Hmm. That's an interesting point. So is, so Paul George could never be a top five player with Kawhi Leonard. I don't think so. And what and about Pippen, or he would have Scotty could never have been a top five with Jordan? Scotty Pippen's a harder call for me. Um, but it's I don't know. I don't sorry, my son's distracting me with the uh oh spaghetti oak chant. Um <laughs> I <laughs> I think it's a much more difficult threshold if you are not the star. And while A.D., when A.D. was the star, I guess the other thing is Pippen never wasn't the star. Excuse me, Pippen was always, Pippen was always the number two. In the two years that he wasn't, he, guys, Morgan, <laughs> when, Pippen, when Pippen was number one for two years, he was the top five player in the league because we saw what he did. He took that team yep. that had nothing to the precipice of a conference final. What exactly did Anthony Davis do with Drew Holiday and with DeMarcus Cousins? Well, he, uh, hold on. Is DeMarcus Cousins fair? Yeah, DeMarcus Cousins for all of what, 20 games? Fine. With Anthony Davis, with Drew Holiday, and some decent players. Yeah. Did he go play, as far? But... Did, he, did he go yeah, as far as no. Paul George did? Did he go as far as Paul George did in Indiana with some decent players? Well, okay, so no. here's the counter to that. Here's the counter to that. Anthony Davis was 22 
when he was doing this in in uh, New Orleans. Scottie Pippen was 29 to 30 when he was doing this in Chicago by himself. So players do grow, right? They do get better. Yes. They do. So they do. They do evolve. So to say that to say that a 22 year old should be the equivalent of being able to put your team on your back than a 30-year-old, unless your name is LeBron James. You could say the same thing about Michael Jordan from 20 to 28, in that he didn't go any further than beating the Cavaliers. No, you mean beating – he couldn't beat the Pistons. But he went to the conference. So, the best, so, so he beat the Cavaliers. That's what I'm saying. So he beat the Cavaliers, okay. got past them, and then ran into the Pistons each time, or ran into – or I guess the way I ran into the Pistons. Right, but the way I see it is he lost. First of all, he made it to the conference finals two or three times. Number one. Okay. Number two, yes, he lost in 80. He came in in 82, 83, he, or 84, 84 drafts, sorry. He lost in 86 yep. to the, possibly the greatest basketball team of all time. Okay, so but that's with, what was and he had fun. a lot. He, he had a lot less. He had no talent on that team, number one. Number two, he didn't become Michael Jordan until he won those championships. But I'm telling you, he just wasn't. But you're making my point. So Anthony Davis didn't become Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is 26 years old right now. No, no, no. no. I mean, yes, and Anthony young. Davis is a. No, 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 no. Anthony so Davis is a, has room to grow. But until okay. you are the number one player on a team. I find it extraordinarily hard for you to be a num- be a top five player in the league. That's fair, and we may get to that when LeBron retires, right? That's the whole reason for Anthony. Right. One of the reasons I mean, and for look, Anthony Davis you, coming. You can, and look, you can make the argument the, Cur- the, the Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant argument against it, but Durant was the number thought- one or number two player in the league before he came in. Curry was the number one or number two player, you know, before Durant came in. Davis to me has never yep. been that. Yep. All right, so we got five minutes to go. Would you like to go first so you can go sing uh, the wheels on the bus go round and round? The wheels on the bus go round and round? I will. Okay, two quick things. Um, okay, guys. Jake. Uh, a minutes, fond Jake. goodbye. A fond goodbye to after 450 episodes, 400 episodes of Odd Talk. Yep, we have yep. to come up with a new. Oh, now the big question: Are we going to come up with a new opening? Should we have Maybe. a new song after ten years? Maybe that time. Dude, Maybe time the best rhyme. Dude, first we got to find a new platform and how to use it. So that's the first thing. So, okay, continue on. And but thank you for blog talk for a lot of fun over the last nine years. And agreed. Yeah, this this really is the end of it because I'm not paying for it anymore. And uh, goodbye, RBG. Never thought you'd see have a Supreme Court justice be wrapped about so many times. You will Correct. be missed. Correct. Yes, you will. So, uh, all right. So my last five. So um, while we're saying our goodbyes, again, goodbye to Blog Talk Radio. Uh, it has been a pleasure. Uh, we have done uh, great things on this show. We've had some great guests. And uh, we'd like to thank all of them. And we're, we're going to be moving to a new platform. This is not the end of the show. 
but it is the end of the website that we do host at. So uh, we will put that on Facebook and Twitter and all the, the interwebs, as they call themselves, and we will get that back to you. Um, more importantly for me is uh, congratulations to the Islanders on such a fantastic season. I will tell you right now, I don't survive COVID in the best in the way that I have the last three months without Islander hockey. I just don't. Um, the team itself uh, played great hockey. They they definitely held their own, and we we just talked about a a, a Bulls team that had no talent compared to everybody else, but had a solid player. The Islanders were, uh, had the great player in Michael Jordan. The Islanders were the exact opposite. They did not have a great player, yet they had an amazingly competitive team. And sometimes that's really all you need is a competitive team rather than a great player. And with that, uh, it's unfortunate that they have lost because, as most of the people on this show know, my relationship with my brothers comes and goes and ebbs and flows. And oh, that was a rhyme. And unfortunately, during hockey season, I have one relationship with my older brother. And then after hockey season, I have a different one. And um, hopefully that will change this year. I have actually asked him to promise that it will. And we'll see how that goes. But again, congratulations to the Islanders on such a tremendous season. To me, it's like you won the Stanley Cup, even though you're not raising it. Because you gave hope to a whole lot of people that really didn't have a whole lot to hope for in the last couple of months. So with that, we uh, bid you Good night and goodbye to Blog Talk. Take care, everybody. We really had a great time here, and we will see you on our next platform. Be safe. Be safe, take care, and go out and vote. We'll talk to you soon. For Seth Kamen, this is Sean Palmer, backsportspage.com, and Blog Talk Radio for the final time.